1: what's up guys hey, hello hello and welcome back to what we said podcast i'm chelsea and i'm JC. learn and the names learn the names learn the voices i was telling chelsea before we started recording we don't really have to give them an intro and say welcome back to what we said podcast and tell our names and she's like yeah we do because people don't know the difference between our names we need to educate them our voices like, or our voices sorry yeah and so anyway yeah, that's because we've we been listening to vo- videos that we take and we're both in it. No, you do. And you <laughs> insult me. <laughs> no, J.C. was replaying this. It was only because you were p- replaying the same video over and I thought it was me. And she goes, oh, my voice is so annoying. And I'm like, that's me talking, Chelsea. <laughs> very rude. <laughs> but both of our voices are. Sorry. They do sound very similar. Um, So we are in New York. Well, also people always say, oh, oh. I say awesome, like... Like Chelsea, Chelsea does, does, but we both say awesome, so people just think it's always me that say it, but you say it just as much as I do, I think, if not more. I think our voices sound exact when we say that. let will yeah. say it and see. Awesome! awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. So we're going to start off the episode with our little quote segment, um, telling you guys our favorite quotes or something that stood out to us this week. Someone came up with a name for this part. Well, a few section. different... This is funny, because when we started um doing this whole thing this little quote thing chelsea said now we're gonna say what they said as a joke and then my brother-in-law mm-hmm. was like you guys should call that segment what well, yeah what they said yeah because our podcast is called what we said and um and then a few other people i think two or three other people messaged yeah, us have said that and said the idea so that's now what it called, is this is the what, what they, they said podcast <laughs> the whole podcast <laughs> the whole podcast is that now um, segment. Do you want to go first or do you want me to? Yeah, I'll go first. Okay. I've learned you can't make someone love you. All you can do is be someone who can be loved. The rest is up to them. I've learned that no matter how much I care, some people just don't care back. I've learned that it takes years to build up trust and only seconds to destroy it. I've learned that it's not what you have in your life, but who you have in your life that counts. Ooh, lots of good news. Yeah, it has a lot in there. But I liked the first part that says... um. All you can do is be someone who can be loved. And at first I'm like, well, that's, I mean, you don't have to like, you know, shapeshift yourself to be somebody who is loved by others. Like you should just be accepted no matter what. But in my mind, I was also like, I don't know if I 100% agree with that because I think you should still be a decent person to people and not necessarily, like, it's not good for your happiness and health to be hated by everyone. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Or to be rude to people and to be hateful or anything and like you can really, not good for you. Yeah. And you can't really expect to be loved if you are. Yeah, exactly. Way. And I remember talking to my dad and he was saying like, no one wants to hang out with someone who complains all the time, who's constantly whining and who's constantly just a jerk. So you're not going to have any friends. So it's not good for you to be mean and like jerky and like, oh, you should love me no matter how I am. It's like, well, you can't make them love you. And if you want them to, all you can do in your power is be someone who's Lovable, honestly. Yeah, it was lovable. I like And that. that also is loving unconditionally. It's easier for other people to love you when you're being like when you're giving them love freely. Anyways. Definitely. I love that. Okay, so I've been reading the book Subtle Art of Not Giving Up Bleep. Um this I've said this before, this podcast is rated PG. Um, but anyway, it's about pretty much it's kind of the opposite. Not the opposite, but kind of different than most self-help books because most self-help books are all about you know the law of attraction and positive thinking which I totally believe in and stuff mm-hmm. but um this is kind of almost the opposite where it's like you're just supposed to not be giving enough you're not supposed mm-hmm. to care about everything because it almost uh, this is it stresses to, you yeah out. it stresses you out more and makes your life harder when you're trying so hard because he was even saying in the book this isn't what I was planning on sharing but that like a- the affirmations are good but also No one that believes they're beautiful or believes that they're happy, like no happy person is standing in front of the mirror saying, I'm happy. I'm happy. Like, that's kind of what he says. Mm. Like, you shouldn't really need to do that. Yeah. Anyway, that's just his take on it. But, um, this is something that I liked and I wrote it down in my notes. So he said, Warren Buffett has money problems. Homeless people have money problems. Warren just has better money problems. All of life is like this. Um, there's no such thing as a life without problems. And solving problems creates new problems. You solve your health problems by getting a gym membership, but then you create another problem there that you have to get up early and make time to go to the gym. Mm -hmm. And um, he's also saying the person you marry is the person you fight with. The house you buy is the house that you have to repair. Mm. Your dream job is also the job that you stress over. So basically the takeaway is that everything comes with a sacrifice and you kind of have to go and go through life understanding that otherwise you're i don't to go for anything because you're scared of the re like what you're gonna the repercussions yeah i was gonna try and say that word and i forgot so i didn't want to sound like an idiot <laughs> but he was saying people like the idea of ultimate happiness like once i get to this point ultimate happiness Mm -hmm. and it's just the bottom line is that that's not really real because there's always problems in life and so it's funny because this book is almost negative in a way but not because it's just like accepting that is what Yeah, i like that i like that outlook yeah it's just kind of like well it's the same thing with healthy eating a lot of the times where when you're so when i've been so stressed about eating perfectly and being healthy it almost backfires and i'm not as healthy yeah. When I've, I've found I'm the healthiest when I'm not caring that much, when I'm just, okay, I'm just going to eat what I feel is good and what is genuinely like healthy, but I'm not going to sit here and count my calories, count my macros, do all this stuff, make right. sure I'm getting enough greens and like weighing my food and all that crap. But I agree. No. And that's funny you say that because another thing I have written down, I have so much written down on this notes, but I didn't want to go through everything, but He talks about the backwards law, which is basically the concept that the less you try at something, the better you do at it. And Mm. that's kind of what you were just saying, because I find that I that happens to me all the time. And I actually wanted to give the example of the calligraphy class that we did, because remember when we were doing calligraphy? If you listen to one of our past episodes, we did a calligraphy class that my mom taught. And when I would try so hard, I would always mess up. And then I remember we were just talking. You and I were just talking and I was kind of just writing the letters out and, but not really thinking about yeah. it because I was talking to you and I looked down and those were the best, <laughs> the ones. best work. Yeah. The best yeah, work that I had done the whole class. And it was really, I think, because I wasn't f- so focused on making it perfect. Mm-hmm. And I find that that happens to me in my life a lot where kind of same thing. If I just, even just with social media or creating photos, it's like, if I just kind of let myself stop caring so much about every little thing is this, I don't know, then mm-hmm. I create better work. Oh, yeah, you just have to completely stop caring. Obviously. Yeah, honestly. I, I, I mean, we can go on with examples forever, but <clears throat> even singing, I'm, I'll practice singing before I a performance. I'm going to nail this. Like, this sounds beautiful, flawless, got all the notes, and then I go to perform, and I'm thinking so hard, don't mess up this high note. I really hope I get this high note, and I'm thinking about it so hard, and it, I just, like, kind of get scared, and I hold myself back, and it's just not as good. And yeah. if I were to just be like, eh, who cares? Yeah, so moral of the story, stop Don't try. <laughs> Seriously. So anyways, let's get to our special guest today. Um, We interviewed Andy McCune, who is a 23-year-old entrepreneur from New York City, which is where we are right now. So he is the co-founder of the app Unfold. He's the founder of Earth, the Instagram account Earth, and um, obviously some other things that he's done that he'll talk about. But we had a very good conversation with today. He's super down to earth, super funny. Me and JC were like... Here's the thing, when we have guests, we usually write down questions that we want to ask them. But then as they start talking, we usually don't ever ask the questions we wrote down because we just get into, into up, a flow of into conversation, into the story. Yeah, and this was more of like great conversation. So at one point Andy was like <laughs> he was <laughs> like, "Okay, this is how this is going to go." He like took over <laughs> the podcast. He's like, okay, if you just ask me this, then I, like, it was so funny. I think, I don't know if that part's still in the podcast if or if that was cut out, but it was really funny and we had a great time with him. So, um, like Chelsea said, he's only 23, which is crazy cause he's mm-hmm. done, he's been so successful so far. And, um, a lot of you guys ask which app we use on our Instagram stories, the cute like templates, the Polaroid, um, little why do you even call it? Yeah. Story templates, the story templates that we use. Um, and so the answer is that we use unfold and that's his app and he'll go more into the details of what exactly it is and how it got started and all that stuff. But we just wanted to interview him, um, basically talk about his success. And, um, he also is just super humble and, you know, admits that there's failures that come along with being an entrepreneur and being self-employed, which I think is super important to note. Yeah, so- he has great insight about being an entrepreneur and everything that kind of comes with it, successes and failures and ups and downs and all of that good stuff. Yeah. And if you guys want to get the app, you can go into the app store. It's called Unfold, U-N-F-O-L-D. Download it. He has a d- different collection, summer free that come with apps. Some you can purchase. And I highly suggest purchasing them because those are the ones I use the most. Yeah, they're so good. Um, but anyway, Sorry. awesome Chelsea, just cracked my phone <laughs> for the third time. But yeah, we had such a good conversation with him, and I'm really excited to share this interview with you guys because I think um it will inspire a lot of you. I know it inspired me, and um yeah, so I think it'll be really good. So without further ado. All right, guys, we are here today with our special guest, Andy McCune. Did I say that correctly? Correct. Correct. Um, So, Andy, tell us a little bit about yourself or tell the listeners at home a little bit about yourself, just where you're from, where you live now, and kind of what you do and all that good stuff.
0: Yeah, so I'm from Washington State. Um, I grew up in the Seattle area and then Spokane, Washington. Okay. Um, I always
1: thought it was Spokane. (laughs) Really? Oh my gosh! Yeah, so can <laughs> okay. okay. We learn um, new every day,
0: and then so now I live in New York. I live in Brooklyn, um, and I'm the co-founder of Unfold and the Instagram account Earth.
1: So cool! So tell us first of all what Unfold is for those of you guys who don't know yet. Which I'm sure if you follow our Instagram or anything like that I'm sure you know what it is, but.
0: Yeah, so Unfold, so we call it a toolkit for storytellers. So basically, you can create Instagram stories from templates. Um, So you go into the app and you can choose from five different template collections. Um, There's like Polaroid frames, there's film frames, there's like minimal templates. We just released our ripped paper collection. Oh, I haven't even seen that. You haven't seen it? Oh my gosh, I I need need to show you. Um, so yeah, so you can, you can go into the app and basically choose from these templates and then click in the different frames and add your photos and then export to post to Instagram stories.
1: It's such a good alternative to what I used to do when I just, I don't know how to like compress it when you want to do like a horizontal story on your story yeah
0: yeah you just pinch yeah
1: and i pinched in there's like the black on uh-huh. top yeah you try and like write cute and it just doesn't <laughs> so we use unfold literally all the time yeah Amazing. i use it every single time i, love I that. do stories well, thank you yeah you're welcome and i was telling andy this before but um I had this genius idea like (laughs) months ago about, I mean, similar, similar idea of an Instagram story template app because I hadn't seen anything that I liked. And, um, so Leif and I were just researching and talking to app developers and stuff. And then like a week later, I see all my friends are posting about this new app called unfold. And I'm like, wait, that was the idea, but also this is like this is nice because this just exists already and yeah. this is exactly what i wanted to Fills do the so yeah i'm i was super excited to find it and yeah i use it all the time so maybe well, you
0: should just launch your own and we can be competitive yeah
1: <laughs> true. true jc sues him for a patent She's like, no. <laughs> um okay so tell us um also about your account earth so i i'm sure a lot of people have seen that account i had come across it a million times And it has a million followers, right?
0: Yeah, so it has a million followers on Instagram. Um, We're about to hit 200,000 on Twitter, and then we have another, like, 600,000 plus on Tumblr.
1: Okay. Wow. Yeah. Cool. So when you started that account, um, what was your goal with it originally? Did you kind of... You just wanted to post travel photos?
0: So I've always just, like, loved travel and been so inspired by it. And I think that, like, growing up in a small town, like, I've definitely... Um, romanticized it. And I was like, I want to get out and, like, see the world. Yeah. Um, And so I would, like... I was, like, really big into Tumblr when I was in high school. So I would, like, save all of these travel photos. Who wasn't, honestly. Well, (laughs) not the cool kids. Yeah, true. Um, But I... Did I just say not the cool kids? The kids who weren't (laughs) cool weren't into Tumblr. Um, But I would go... You
1: dissed yourself? Yeah, I was like, wait, did
0: I just say I was not cool because I was on Tumblr? No, everyone who's cool now, like, grew up Mm -hmm. on Tumblr. Oh, yeah. Um, But I would go through and I would, like, save all of these travel photos to this folder. But, like, nothing was geotagged like Pinterest is now and, like, Tumblr back then. Like, it's just kind of, like, aggregating all of these photos from all over the Internet. So, and this was, like, like almost pre-Instagram well this was pre-Instagram but when I started Earth like it was still early Instagram Mm -hmm. and they still had the feature where you would have the map that pinned all of your Mm geolocations and I don't know why they took that away I loved that feature I thought it was so cool but
1: it was for like privacy or something right I I don't know
0: Anyway, I mean, so, it kind of
1: makes sense. But yeah, <laughs> like my home, <laughs> it's like pinned.
0: Um, but so I'd been saving all of these travel photos from Tumblr and wherever else. And I kind of had this folder and I was like, I'm going to figure out where all of these like are located and I want to visit all of these at some point in my life. Um, and so then I started the Instagram account earth and basically what I was doing was I was just going through all these photos and figuring out where they were and then posting them with the geo location so mm. I could see it on the map. So it really started out as like, um, my own list of, of places that I wanted to travel to. And, um, I just started sharing it with my friends and people loved it. And kind it of like your own just... mood
1: board, but for exactly. travel, that's exactly. cool. Yeah. I like that. That's so cool. And then obviously it just grew yeah very fast yeah
0: so just kept like growing it and and focusing on that and building relationships relationships with creators um and really focusing it on like turning it more into a collective and a hub for everyone to like have their work shared and like support this community um which is what I'm really passionate about is like supporting all of these amazing um creators from all over the world
1: yeah that's so awesome I love that. Andy was just telling us that he has moved to like a million different places. (laughs) And we were like, wait, how old are you? And he's like, 23. We're like, we both gasped. All right. (laughs) And I've lived in three states. So that's good. So (laughs) tell us where you've lived. So. Or traveled to.
0: So I was born in Boise, Idaho. Okay. And then I moved to Salt Lake City. And then I moved to Seattle. And I moved around Seattle. And then I moved to Spokane. And then I moved back to Seattle and then back to Spokane. And I finished high school in Spokane.
1: Oh, so that's all before you graduated high school. So that's all before I got to high
0: school. Um, And then I went to school in San Diego. And then I moved from San Diego. So I went to school at San Diego State for a year. And then I took the summer off to move to New York because I was building a company while I was in college. And we had just opened a New York office. So I moved out to New York to kind of focus on building that out. And I never went back to school. Um, And then I stopped working on what I was working on in New York, and I moved to Mexico, and then I moved to L.A., and then I moved back home to Washington, then I moved to San Francisco, and then while I was in San Francisco, I met some people who were from Uruguay, and we decided to start a software company together, so I moved to Uruguay, and then I moved back to San Francisco, and then I moved to New York, and I've been here since, and I'm not going anywhere, because I've already moved to many places in my 23-year-old life. you're done. You're done. (laughs) I'm tapped out. Okay,
1: so what was the most expensive city you've ever lived in? Um... San Francisco. Yeah, I
0: would say San Francisco. Yeah. I, it's ridiculous. i and I'm not a fan. I did not it. It's even like more expensive than Francisco. New York. Yeah, because I think that there's like a lot of things about San Francisco that are tough. I mean like public transportation is tough. So mm-hmm. like I was taking Ubers everywhere, and here I can take the subway. Um and that makes sense. I, just like weird things. Like food delivery is really expensive for some reason. Mm. Um I don't I just I don't all know. things just, that add up. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And is rent, rent is, like, rent. ridiculous. And you have, like, less options in San Francisco, I feel like, than New York. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. It was, it was really expensive.
1: So, we were looking at the populations of different states and cities one time, and I was blown away because I found out there are only 3 million people in the entire state of Utah and i was like that's not that much
0: only 3 million in the yeah.
1: entire state like oh 3.4 million should i fact like check that? you i like promise <laughs> it's wrong? either like no go for it okay i'm like i dare you <laughs> um and then in new york city there's 7 million and i'm like that is crazy because and then i think arizona is six million maybe six or seven million you have all these
0: are you fact checking
1: yeah i'm fact checking okay <laughs> my so i right i remember because of... we looked at it for a very long time population of utah is 3.1 million that is crazy i'm gonna do population That's of. so you know what you know how people in utah get so quote-unquote famous like everyone knows them and like people in utah big yeah. bloggers like musicians they seem so famous because there's no one there Seriously, and like,
0: everyone knows everyone. Yeah, yeah, and
1: I think how much? How many is in LA? Like four million. Wait, so Chelsea's just you are she, on it. <laughs> I'm really impressed. It. You did <laughs> your flashcards this morning. And <laughs> so, I'm like gotta have this for the <laughs> podcast. Um, the population of New York City. What did you say it was? Seven million. Okay, it's eight point five million. A, a million. It grew overnight. <laughs> <laughs> over, over. And that was in 2016. So, and so and LA is three point nine million. I was four. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. Okay, and I'm saying Utah, like St. George, everything. Front, like, everything. I was thinking, like, oh, Provo, and so, like, that makes sense. But, anyways, With so that LA just blew Is something like
0: greater LA area?
1: Oh, yeah. I think that might.
0: Like, is that including, I like, think Silver Los Lake? Los Angeles Lake and...
1: County this says is says Los Angeles population. Um...
0: I don't even. You could tell me Los Angeles County, and that would mean nothing to yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I have know. no idea what it means. It
1: doesn't saying. make me an <laughs> entire. <laughs> and I live but, there. Yeah. Yeah, that's just insane. Mm -hmm. That is so many people in New York City. I didn't realize that. Because they're all on top of each other. Yeah. Like, in New York City, everyone's just living on top of each other, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. My other question, too, is, like, because I'm assuming that includes all of the boroughs... But, like, when it's L.A., like, what's actually included in L.A.? I don't know. Like, are the suburbs? Oh.
1: I literally don't know because I don't don't even know information. I'm, like, stressed trying to find (laughs) out. Anyways, I just thought that was crazy. (laughs) So, here's the thing. Is one-third of Utah is following Earth? Because if you put it into perspective...
0: That's crazy. crazy. Okay, so the
1: reason this came up is because we were wondering why Kanye West never came to Utah. And someone was saying because he likes his shows to sell out immediately... And in order for that to happen, like, one-sixth of Utah would have to buy the thing, buy and that's a lot, and, you know... It's not likely.
0: That's, wait, I need another fact check. Okay. What's the population of Salt Lake City?
1: Okay, let me look it I up. Wanna, I
0: want to know what percentage of people in Utah live in Salt Lake.
1: Probably a good amount. The population of Salt Lake City is 193,000. No. Yes. As of 2016. What? That's less than Boise. In Boise, it's 223,000, which is where you grew up, right? Or where you were born. Yeah,
0: and that's... Wait, and that's smaller than Spokane, where I grew up. That is... That's really weird. This whole podcast is just us talking about
1: populations. (laughs) It's so... I was mind blown by that because I just could not believe that Utah was so tiny. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Okay, you learn something new every day. Seriously. (laughs) Well, and then if you put that in perspective of followers, like, you know how people... Just when you see followers, like even a million followers, it's like, like it yeah. doesn't blow your mind because you can't see the million of people. Right. But when you were to put it in a stadium or something, that's so many freaking people. It's yeah.
0: crazy. But one it, like, third of all, the
1: state of Utah.
0: But we're also <laughs> like, I don't know, like brainwashed to it. Like we don't mm-hmm. like we have You're no concept. of 100%. That's what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but it it just like, it means nothing at this point. You know what I mean? Like it's just a number and Mm -hmm. like, you're like, Oh, impressions, like story views, like, but like to actually see how many people that would be, it's crazy. crazy."
1: Well, even when I think about people with like 5,000 followers, Mm -hmm. it's like in the grand, you know, when you think of that, it's like, Oh, Mm -hmm. 5,000, but that's, that's even a lot of people, thousands of people. It's insane. Anyway, like you think about your entire graduating class was probably what, like 800? Ours was like 800 people. Yeah, I think what mine was like heck? 500. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, so even people that have like 500 followers, like all that's of those a people. Whole... Anyways. So if you think that you don't have enough followers, you do.
0: <laughs> so numbers are cool. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Long story short. Um, where were anyways. we even about? Were we talking about Unfold?
0: Uh, yeah. yeah, I think because okay, a of Earth, million
1: or something. The yeah. size
0: of Earth, <laughs> the planet we live on.
1: I'm like, what's the circumference of Earth? <laughs> <laughs> getting, into the, getting into the details here. Um, so when did you start Unfold? When did all of this start coming to be? And kind of how did that start?
0: So Unfold officially launched in January of this year. So like nine months ago. Um, and it was originally started by my co-founder, Alfonso. Um, And he was building it as his thesis project. He was studying um, strategic design, and this was, like, his project that he needed to graduate. And he was randomly following me on Instagram, and I, at the time, had been making my Instagram stories with, like, white borders and making collages and whatever in Photoshop. And he DM'd me and he was like, hey, are you making these using Unfold? And I was like, what's Unfold? Like, I've never heard of this before. He's and like, "Who <laughs> I'm like, who are you? Um, so- but He's like, it's my app. Like, will you try it? And I was like, yeah, sure. So I gave it a go. And I was like, this is actually really, really cool. And I think that there's a really big need for this. And like, I would use this for sure. And I would use it on Earth. And I have friends who would also be using this. Um, and so I was like, where do you live? And he was like, New York. And I was like, what? Me too. And it turns out we lived half a mile from each other. Um, so we met for coffee the next day. Which is crazy because
1: there's 7 million people. There. There's 7. <laughs> 8 million. The crazy, oh,
0: yeah. like New York is massive, but it is the most random place ever. Like I guarantee you I could go outside of this hotel and walk down the street and see someone I know. That's it's crazy. like so, like serendipitous is the word. It's like... Yeah. I, the the amount of like random crazy connections is just ridiculous. I think that's part of
1: the romantic like side of New York yeah. that people like so much. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Um but so we were living half a mile from each other, we were like let's get coffee. So we got coffee, talked for 2 hours, and at the end of it he was basically like, "Do you want to work with me on this?" And he had been working on this for like a year and a half and it like literally poured every single dollar that he had into this. Like he had no money left at this point. Um and the app was still like a very beta version of the app with like mm-hmm. 300 users. Um, and I was like, let me give it some thought, came back and got, got started helping out. And here we are nine months later.
1: That is so okay crazy. For people that hear the sirens in the background, if you're driving your car, that's on our podcast. Not, not, not near <laughs> you. Don't Every time scared. I listen to a podcast and like the sirens will be in the background. You're like, like looking around, around. you. But that's so funny. So you said that was nine months ago? Nine months ago. What? did he have at that point when you guys started developing, like what was his app? Was it just like one?
0: It was just one template collection. Oh. um, And just like very basic functions and basic tools. Oh. Yeah.
1: That's cool. So you guys kind of put your heads together to create, did you hire people right away to design things or were you kind of designing the templates yourself?
0: So Alfie and I are both like very into design. He's obviously like a trained designer through, through his school. Um, and I've always just been obsessed with design. He's much better at it than I am. But we both... So we both crafted the first the first few template collections. Yeah. So we kept okay. that all in-house for, for quite a while. Um,
1: and then at what point did you start getting a team together?
0: So... I pushed Alfie really, really really hard to keep hiring more and more developers because it's like I really believe in this thing and we need to just like move as fast as we can. So all of our first hires and adding people to the team was just developers. So at one point it was me and Alfie and six developers um, and from there like now we've hired a designer and we have someone on business development and we have a publicist and there's like different you know pieces to the puzzle now but yeah. um, we, it was just Alfie and I and one developer for probably the first three months before we decided like we really need to start building this thing out pushing it um and that just came that decision was just made by like the traction we were seeing and and the faith that we had in the product
1: yeah wow so I don't know if this is if you want to say this information but are, can you tell us how many users it has now?
0: Yeah, so we just hit nine million last week.
1: Oh my gosh! Yeah,
0: it's it's been so crazy. That um,
1: is amazing. That's yeah. a freaking ton. That is the population of <laughs> so all of New York City is using your app. Yeah, that actually is that's so crazy. It's that's yeah. awesome. Congrats! Yeah,
0: we need to find we need to find a state with a population of nine million so yeah, we can make I'll another comparison. Up. But um, but yeah, no, it's so crazy. Not California it really, really it has four.
1: 15 million.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're going a million a month, so let's do another podcast in five.
1: Yeah, seriously. (laughs) Wait, that's awesome. Yeah. Because at that point, I feel like you get to that where you just start exploding, and it's like everyone shares with everyone, and they see it on their story. And that's the genius marketing part of it is it's on people's story. It's not something like people use privately. So people always go because even on my personal thing, they they ask, "What do you use this? What did you use?" Because I even use it for my posts sometimes to like put. And, like, crop it or whatever. And people always ask me. So, that's smart.
0: It's cool, too, because, like, so many influencers use it. Mm Because, like, influencers are the people who are spending the most time on their stories, usually. And like friends or influencers are like friends with other influencers, totally. and so it like grows. We grow laterally like on that level, and then it grows like vertically down. I'm like making hand motions as if
1: people. Yeah, are I know, this. same.
0: Um, but then it grows like vertically down to their followers. So like influencers tell their friends. Now more influencers are using it, and then they all are like convincing their followers to use That's it. Crazy. That's crazy. Like so awesome. Every unfold awesome. Story is like an ad. So
1: seriously, wait. We- um, how do you make money with your app? Because I don't know if I've ever seen an ad on it. Is it. There, so there's there ads? no
0: ads. We're okay. like very against the idea of implementing mm-hmm. ads into mm-hmm. it. But we do paid template collections.
1: Oh, So okay. we have
0: yeah, yeah. CS1, CS2, and CS3. Oh, duh, I've
1: bought them. How do you make money? Yeah, I just realized I bought them too. I'm like, yeah. Oh.
0: So yeah, so we have paid template collections. And then we're working on a lot of things. So this fall, we're going to be implementing like a subscription within the app so you can just do a subscription rather than like buying every single collection okay we're releasing a new font font collection with like five different fonts here in the next
1: oh that's um, exciting
0: yeah i think like next month and then we're also growing unfold for brands so we've seen like a lot of brands using unfold um like soho house revolve abercrombie l'oreal wow
1: that's so cool
0: yeah so now we're like they're using the standard unfold collections, but like, what if we worked with them to create branded collections that
1: so like cool. use their
0: logos and their fonts and their brand identity and their colors and everything like that? Um, and so we're actually we're working with Equinox right now.
1: Wow! Um, on creating
0: branded collection for them, so we're excited that's about awesome. that. So that's like another way we're we're kind of branching off to make money from Me and it. JT's so just been
1: saying, wow, that's awesome. <laughs> for like the last ten minutes. Seriously, that's, so that's, like, that's really cool. Though there's so much potential for some an app like that. I mean, for any app, I guess. But yeah, just in the social media world and you can go so many different directions and work Absolutely. with so many different people. So that's amazing. Yeah, and social media is not going anywhere anytime soon. So it just can go up from here. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay, I'm going off on a tangent here. I'm ready. This might have to go up. This might have Ran. to cut out. <laughs> but um, I was watching, you know how we always use hand motions? Like you were saying, you're using hand motions, but no one can see you. I was watching Dancing with the Stars. Did you watch it the first night? I watched the first night. I, I so. seriously haven't watched... I don't know if I've ever watched the show, actually. But I was watching it two nights ago, and one of the star, Or, sorry. Yeah. One of the stars is blind. She's like a... Para- or a um, what is it? Paralympics. She's like a Paralympian. Oh. And... Um, but she's blind. So she's like a skier, and she's blind. And... So she's dancing and doing this whole... It's really impressive and amazing. which she's blind and she's dancing? She's blind and she's dancing. Oh, she's wow. on the show, like, learning the dance, doing it. And the guy, um, one of the judges, is like... <laughs> I can't. He's, like, ch- trying to... So they have to give feedback afterwards. Mm-hmm. The judges all say something. And the first judge is like, You need to use this muscle right here. And so try and do this <laughs> and he's doing hand motions and i'm and i mean like we're cringing no. and he kept saying he's like so look do this and do that and she's blind i'm like what is happening what is happening what is happening? i was cringing so bad and anyway that just Does made he me not realize I that's like know. when ryan seacrest tried to give that girl like on american idol the second season do you guys remember that it's like a meme now like rank seacrest tries to give this girl a high five and she's blind Oh. That like just got a golden ticket, and what she's is just he standing there.
0: Who did like? Who decided to air that? Like, who made the decision? Like, hey, we should show we Ryan Seacrest trying there. to high five yeah. a blind girl.
1: Seriously, probably because it like, probably cause went viral. It's genius, yeah. Oh, oh my not gosh. <laughs> <laughs> probably because it's genius marketing. <laughs> That's brilliant. Did he put his hand up and then like slowly yeah. lower it? Yeah. <laughs> It's horrible. I, can't I haven't seen that. It's so funny. Oh my gosh, i look at that. Yeah, it it's really awkward. Um, but oh, I'm dead. Okay. So, how did unfold kind of gain its initial traction and start going really?
0: So, through Running Earth, I like have become really good friends with so many different travel creators um, on Instagram. And when I got involved with unfold, I just started reaching out to everyone and was like, hey, I'm working on this thing. Like if you could check it out and like give me feedback. Like we are um, building this out and we would love to implement any of your ideas and hear what you think. Um, So that's really how it got its start is I went through and I kind of just asked all my friends to start using it. But then also I was... Using it on Earth's Instagram story, like religiously mm. with Swipe Up. And so I think, like, the first day that I did that, we got like 10,000 users. Oh, that's awesome. Um, nice which gosh. was really, yeah. So that was like the first real spark of users um, in Unfold. And then um, I don't know if you guys know, know she <laughs>
1: um,
0: She's a Spanish influencer. So Dulceda okay. through like Alfie's connections started using Unfold. Um, and then she like made this Instagram story, like um, everyone keeps asking me what I'm using. I'm using Unfold. And then that was like the real like spark Yeah, spark oh, wow. for us. And I think we grew like 30,000 users that day. And then ever since then, like it stayed on this very consistent plateau that was pretty high. Um, but it, something really funny about Dulceda is she doesn't know how to spell Unfold. And she always calls it something different, and it's the funniest. I, I don't even remember like that, th- but she will always like mess up one letter when she's telling people what it is, and so like no one can find it. And oh my like,
1: gosh! You're like, no, this was. <laughs> if our you could have just
0: like gotten that letter right, yeah. like we would have grown a lot. Yeah. But thank you a lot, don't You're like,
1: okay, it's <laughs> fine, I hilarious. guess.
0: But yeah,
1: it's crazy because. I mean, I myself like do social media influencing and it's crazy how much it works. Like, I think I tend to almost forget that inf- what influencing is and that mm-hmm. it's real and that people are influenced by the people that they follow. And it's so crazy how much, how much something can grow just by a bunch of influencers posting about it. Cause I'll, I'll post about something. Um, and then Like, I'll get messages where they're like, oh, I bought this because you posted it or whatever. And I'm like, oh, I don't realize that that actually Mm -hmm. happens. Like people actually go out and buy the things that you post and like use the apps that you that you talk about and stuff. So that's like the best way to grow. I feel like on social media is just. Oh, yeah. And when you have a platform, nothing's impossible, I feel like. Yeah. Because you can just build anything from an initial platform. Yeah.
0: Totally. I also think that opens up a really interesting conversation, and this is going to be a totally separate tangent, but, like, um regarding the responsibility that influencers have because i think like a lot of influencers don't actually understand that people buy the products that they
1: totally to promote Mm -hmm. and
0: so then they like promote them and they have to like realize that people are going and actually buying these things and that you like probably shouldn't be promoting things that you don't believe in yeah Yeah, or that you haven't used Um, Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely so like one time i like got sent like i'm not like a me personally, I'm not like a big influencer by mm-hmm. any means, but I was like doing this smaller deal and they like sent me this cologne. I'm not gonna say what brand it was. Yeah. yeah. Legal. I heard your legal team is really strict, but <laughs> um, but I like literally got it and I like emailed them and I was like, hey, how can I send this back? Because like this literally smells like Abercrombie and I'm not going to oh use it. Oh my god. And and they were like, um, Okay, this puts us in a really tough spot, but, like, thank you for telling us. Like, that's actually really refreshing because we've never had an influencer just say that they wouldn't use my use our product yeah. and promote it. Um, but anyway, I think that that's something else really that's interesting. That's true. It's no, probably good very... to
1: reach back out and be like, hey, I actually won't use this. Because if I – that happened, I mean, I'm not an influencer. I literally have 10K. But, I mean, if people are like, hey, let me just send you something to – You you just ghost them? I I was supposed to get paid
0: was the thing. So I was like uh like backing out of the deal that I agreed to. And I'm not trying to say like I'm holier now, but like, I think it's really important that like, you know, you only are promoting things that you actually believe in because people really are looking to you and going and buying these things.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, I 100% agree. And it's funny that you say that about the, um, the cologne because... Um, I got reached out for this big project with a perfume, um, like a fragrance. And before I signed the contract, I said, I have to smell it first. Like either send me the exact name so I can go to the store and smell it or send me one so I can smell it. Because I told Leif, I'm not going to sign Tell a contract everyone. and promote it and then get it and be like, I would never wear this It's don't like it to me. Yeah. They yeah. should
0: always send it to you for free before they try to get you to totally. sign totally, but true. it's
1: not, not all brands work like that. It's interesting. But, um, yeah, I think it's very important that influencers keep that mindset too, because yes. yeah, yeah. If you're just promoting anything and everything, then well, and yeah. you also lose a little bit of credibility in my opinion. It's yeah, true. Totally. I've had people who like, I'll post about some like protein powder or something And it's, like, not really an ad because they didn't pay me, but I just, like, oh, whatever. And then people will message me and be like, hey, is this really your favorite? Like, and I'm like, oh, that's kind of sad. They have to, like, make sure with me that it's not just, like, something on the outside that I'm like, hey, guys, this is, like, my favorite vanilla protein powder. They're like, hey, um, I just wanted to, like, message you and see if you really actually liked this and if it's something that you use. I'm like, oh, sad. Why would you think it was the opposite? Yeah. Yeah. Why would you think it was something that I didn't like? I know. It really is kind of backwards. That's a good point, though. I like that you brought that up. Yeah. So, like I said, when uh, Leif and I were talking about building this app or we had that idea, um, we when we were reaching out to people and stuff, we started realizing how, one, expensive it was and, two, just insanely time-consuming and just a huge thing. So, how, I don't know, can you maybe give us a little more insight into, like, what goes on behind the scenes and how that all works. I know there's probably so much that you could go into, but, um, cause there's bugs. Like, it like it's not just, you get, you make an app somehow on the computer, or you code it and then, or you make the code. I don't know how the proper. Yeah. <laughs> and then, it. and then you release it the next day. Like, yeah. obviously there's so much that goes into it. So can you give us like any info on that?
0: Yeah. I mean, there is so much that goes into it. Like unfold right now. is like a 13 person team to like, um, Support how fast we're growing and the amount of users using it and the amount of bugs that are being reported and whatever. But I think that what might be where, where maybe we should start is like, if you have an app idea, like how do you go about bringing that to life? Yeah, 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 definitely. Because I think a lot, that's a question that we get all the time is like, I have this idea, like how did you guys do it? Like neither of you are necessarily technical, like neither of you code. Um, so how did you go about producing this thing? And so the first developer that we hired, we hired on a website called Upwork.
1: Oh, yeah, I've used that.
0: So you can find developers on Upwork from, you know, all over the world. And there's some really bad developers, but there's yeah. also some really amazing ones. And you just have to be careful about yeah. who you're hiring. Um, but that's how we hired our first developer on to unfold. And when Alfie was doing this for his project, he had the idea and he wireframed out the whole idea. Like you can just sketch it on paper or you can like use a program. Like there's some different programs you can use. Like sketch is probably the most popular one that people use to like design um, app designs. And so you can go and just like wireframe out the app and then literally just like write very detailed notes on what this needs to be. And then you pass it off to that developer. Um, So, it really isn't as intimidating as a lot of people think yeah at least to produce a first version of something and it also isn't as expensive as a lot of people think really um yeah i mean like it obviously depends on what you're building right and if like people are having to like log in then you now it's getting Mm -hmm. more expensive and if there's like social features where people are interacting like that's more expensive but um it's, it's really not as crazy as people think. Yeah. And so it's
1: kind of good to know.
0: I think that, yeah. So like if someone has an idea, like sketch it out, whatever, um, find a developer on Upwork, make sure that you, you find someone who has a good history there, but yeah. Um, not
1: going to scam you,
0: not going to (laughs) scam you, but it like, it's, it's 2018. Um, and there are really so many resources out there for people who have ideas to like bring them to life. um, so, that's, yeah, that's you just my have to pitch. get started. I, we've
1: literally <laughs> talked about this so many times on this podcast, but anytime you want to get anything done, you have to start with like the smallest steps. Like, you're you think about it in a big picture way, and you're just like, that's very too much overwhelming. Like, oh, I have to get a developer, I have to have a team. Like, it's <laughs> like, it's not like you were just like, okay, tomorrow we're gonna have 13 people, um, we're gonna have this many users, and blah blah blah. It's like, okay, you have to start one thing, let's make a design, totally. let's find a developer, all that stuff, but. I was going to say my husband's app that they were um, designing. So for the listeners, I was saying my husband has designed apps. He's like gone to coding. He's very into web development. And they were doing an app basically like two or three years ago that was basically like Instagram stories before Instagram stories, before Instagram did it. And they're like, well, we can't with Instagram. <laughs> yeah. so, um, but they had to store all of the people's what they were posting and it was like costing so much money because yeah. you have to like their videos and like all of their storage and he was like okay this is too much and so yeah i was gonna say to that
0: that's something with but. unfold though like there have been over 50 million stories created at unfold at this point which is like such a crazy number i need you guys to find them. another state with 50 million people 50 million um, i
1: wonder how many is in the u.s population look it up
0: 320
1: really You guys are so smart. Either I'm going to be
0: right and I'm going to look, like, mediocrely (laughs) smart, or I'm going to be wrong and I'm going to look really dumb. That was not a good risk. We'll edit it to,
1: like, make it sound... Oh, yeah. 325 million. Wow. Wow. Killing it.
0: That's Um, crazy
1: easy
0: but like we're not storing any of that so like okay. right now we have no cloud storage like if you get a new phone or like if you uninstall unfold and then reinstall it like none of your stuff is saved which mm-hmm. is something that we're looking to implement but yeah like that sort of thing that's mm. really
1: really expensive oh yeah because if you were to be able to like save it onto your account would you have to start right. paying for their exactly like, yeah whatever? because
0: they would be saving it and it would go into a server and then yeah that's the what server, it was and... a server
1: they were like okay because it started getting like <laughs> not like huge but a lot of people in china were starting to use it and they're like oh and they're like oh look at our <laughs> bill <laughs> That's like oh my gosh like oh but, we
0: should probably figure out how to make money yeah. someday soon that yeah. was that was our issue we're like we're spending so much money on mm-hmm. development like we should probably figure release out. a paid yeah. template collection one of these days
1: seriously um, i know i was so bummed because they had this idea for this app and i was like you guys like this is better than they have like an app called santa run and like bouncy balls or just little like play apps but they one app that they really focus on I'm like this is an awesome idea like people were people will love this like you can go like you basically add to an event and you can watch the entire story and then Snapchat implemented it like two months later and we're like oh yeah, <laughs> it's so hard like it's how are we gonna compete with Snapchat it's so tough yeah. like it's just dumb but I was gonna ask you if it ever gets overwhelming like obviously having something succeed is so exciting and I've had projects like that where they start succeeding and you're just like on Cloud Nine. Like, oh my gosh, this is going so well. I'm so stoked on this. But then I don't know if I just wanted to ask you if you ever feel overwhelmed or almost like not scared, but kind of like, oh, this is like, even though big. it's so good, it's just almost like getting too big to the point where you're like, how are we gonna like keep up with all have, this, or, or are you lose? Yeah, or I are think. you just like super excited about it always?
0: No, I think that like we're like thoughts.
1: scary. But you know you could lose this.
0: I'm like, actually, I don't talk about my emotions on podcasts, so I'm gonna have to pass on this question. Um, No, what's your
1: deepest fear?
0: (laughs) Um, I think that's like such, like that's the life of an entrepreneur. Yeah. And you like hit these super high highs, and it's like we're killing it, and this is amazing, and then like tomorrow something horrible happens, and you're like, I've never been this low, Mm -hmm. and it literally is like you are living in the most volatile, like. I don't know, patterns emotionally.
1: Roller coaster.
0: Um, such a roller coaster. So, like, yeah, I mean, there are times where I'm like, we're killing this. And then it's like the next day, I'm like, I'm literally dying. And that's yeah. just, mm. I think that you kind of just get used to that and like desensitize to it. Yeah. And like over time, it gets easier. And um, I think that that's a good thing. Yeah. Because the, things that go wrong are never actually, like, life-threatening.
1: Yeah. Or, like,
0: I mean, hopefully. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think it's kind of good to get desensitized to, like, failure or things going wrong or stressors. And, like, over time it does get easier because right. you are like, this has happened a million times before and I've always figured it out, so I'm going to figure it out this time. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: You've seen that the last time you were well, you're like, oh, but I went up right after that. Exactly. So.
0: And the more times you do that, it, the, like easier it gets
1: mm-hmm. totally. um,
0: but yeah I mean it's never like obviously you hit cloud nine but it's not like I'm like on cloud nine all the time and yeah work.
1: totally um,
0: it's there's like
1: yeah there's some moments. days
0: are some days are tough other days are amazing definitely the amazing days outweigh the tough ones though for sure
1: yes I know I was just reading this book and they were saying um, the author was saying, something I'm I don't want to try and quote it because I don't remember the exact quote but something about you can't see like adversity as an injustice like you just have to work through it you can't think like I don't know any sort of you basically have to expect that things are going to go wrong in your life and be okay with that because if you start to think of it as an injustice where you're like no my life is supposed to be going perfect why is this going wrong then you're going to be disappointed every time whereas if you just like you said kind of get desensitized to it you're like okay, that's annoying, but it's also fine. That's life. Then it's a lot easier to navigate those times. Totally. So yeah. And I've heard you're supposed to look at life as things happening for you instead of to you. Because as soon as you start looking at things happening to you, like, oh my gosh, then you have no control. But if it's like even failures, like, oh, this happened for, like for me, for a reason, like it's a gift. Like I can look at this in a positive light and gain something from it instead of being like, Oh my gosh, I'm low today. Like, this is the worst day. I don't know what's going to happen. Like, why does the world hate me? Like, God's punishing me, all this stuff. Then you're just going to see that all the time. Yeah. I watched Bruce Almighty yesterday, so I'm thinking about that.
0: <laughs> no, but I think that's so true. And I think it's really cliche to be like, this happened for a reason, but it's like cliche for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, talk to like some of the most successful people in the world, and they'll tell you that like a million things had to go wrong for them to like work on what they're working on now or do what they're doing now, which they're getting so much fulfillment from and Mm -hmm. they're so inspired by. Um, So I think, yeah, it's so important to always see what, what can come out of it and, Again, like a total cliche, but like if one door closes, yeah. another one opens and
1: oh, just keep looking for that thing. Yeah. Well, and your life, I always think my life is over at 25 or something. <laughs> oh, I'm almost 25. I'm almost getting there. I have to decide. And then I look at people who are like 50 who are like going back to school and like, oh, I have the rest of my life. I think to failures do are so big. I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't do it in time. Oh, I have 70 years left. Wait, <laughs> that would be awesome. Actually, if I i <laughs> yeah. that old. but 93, that's... Realistic that Maybe. reminded
0: me of this tweet. It was like youth culture is feeling like if you don't succeed by 25, you will literally die. Truly, and no. it's like honestly, so true. It
1: is true. I feel it all the time because you see people all the time on social media and they're 19 with 10 million YouTube subscribers and they're just like. Making money off yeah. of selling lotion, and you're like, What is <laughs> happening? Face mask,
0: or yeah. I don't know, yeah. teeth yeah,
1: whitener, something yes, T- skinny tea. <laughs> you know, they got Look that cool skinny assics. tea brand deal. Do you have any sort of mantra that you live by, or like something that, or a certain mindset that you have? Like, do you feel like you're a pretty positive person? Do you have, feel like you have anything that?
0: I yeah. so I, I would love to be a super positive person. I think I like lie somewhere in the middle and I think I'm like more skeptical. Yeah. Um but like definitely positive in some areas and like other areas more skeptical toward things. But um as far as a mantra goes, I think that I don't know if this is considered a mantra, but I think that just like the idea that there aren't any rules and I think that especially like growing up as like millennials, there were so many people telling us like this is the way that things work and like you need to follow this and that and this and that and maybe less so in our generation than other generations I don't know but like definitely growing up I felt like you need to do this oh and yeah you, need to, well, do you that. need to go to
1: college you mm-hmm. need to do this you need to have a degree right so many rules yeah
0: whereas like our generation like it's the generation that those things are the least important right like we have so much Mm -hmm. more opportunity to like work for ourselves and like find opportunities and things and be more creative and like work in creative industries than other generations have Mm -hmm. and so I think that the like I always say like we all showed up on this floating rock in space with no infrastructure like everything that we created is created by humans Mm -hmm. and every role that we've created is like created by humans and we're like living in this superstructure of rules that humans created and none of it is, like, truly real, right?
1: Yeah. oh, I like that.
0: And so I think that that idea has, like, definitely unlocked a lot of doors for me and just realizing that, like, no one really knows what they're doing and there's no right way to do anything. Um, Because I think that that idea that there's, like, some rule book or, like, step-by-step tutorial to like do certain things in life is what keeps a lot of people from doing those things. Cause they're like, I don't know the steps. And it's like, okay, but there like, aren't any steps, like just start somewhere and figure it out. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I think that that's one of the things that has been really, really crucial to me. Um, just as I've grown up and, and built businesses and done whatever else, it's like, start somewhere. There are no rules. No one knows what they're doing. Just figure it out. And, get there and and that's it
1: i really I like that. that yeah um we've mentioned this book probably a million times in this podcast so far but the four agreements have you ever read that book i haven't um he basically talks about how when we're children we know everything we need to know and then the world and like adults they basically make us unlearn everything and so when we're older we have to relearn how to really truly like be ourselves and that there, like you said like no rules that's what humans and adults like okay when you, when you do this this is how you have to react you're punished when you do something bad right. you're rewarded when you do something good and so we have to get older and start to realize like maybe that's not how it should be i mean people should be punished for doing yeah bad things but not necessarily in the way that when you're little you get a spanking if you're bad and you get a cookie if you're good it's like sometimes you do something good and you don't get any reward for it right and sometimes you I just don't. have to learn yeah yeah After all that stuff no, I yeah. think
0: that's so interesting. You yeah. should read that. I love that. It is out. it's really a really
1: strange. good book. We've probably mentioned it twenty times, so if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't read it yet, you're not a true fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's such a good book. And um oh yeah. I've I've ran into that so that concept of no rules so many times where I catch myself falling into the trap of like doing things like everyone else. Even on social media, I think it's easy to get caught up in a certain style or certain like you know all travel influencers kind of not all travel influencers but a lot of them have similar photos or like same I with love fashion how you bloggers. Said that,
0: like as if it was offensive to me. You like stuck your hand out. <laughs> no. Like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm like not you. I didn't Andy. mean all travel influencers. <laughs> no, absolutely. It's yeah. like one person shoots like a certain location, and next thing you know, like literally everyone is shooting yeah. the exact mm. same
1: thing. Yeah, and um, yeah, I just catch myself kind of falling into that trap of like, I need to do this. I need to shoot this way. I need to whatever. And it's hard because sometimes when I get out of that mindset, well, first of all, it's very freeing, which I think I've been a lot more creative lately, which has been so like. Freeing, but and then on the other hand, it doesn't like perform as well right. because it's not the norm, and so it's kind of like this weird thing of like, well, I want to be creative and I want to be myself, I want to do different things, and then I think how the people who stand out the most or who have yeah just been so successful, they have done something different, they've gone down a different path, mm-hmm. and that's what and made it them. wasn't popular, and it wasn't first, popular yeah. at first, and so anyway, I th- I love that you said that because that's something I've been thinking about a lot, and like. Just in social media, I think I've gotten very wrapped up in the idea of just sticking to the same thing, always using the same preset because that's what my like, you know. And mm-hmm. and and I've been craving kind of something different, and it's kind of I don't know. It's just cool to hear that because I think it's very true. Yeah. So break the rules, guys, Yeah. <laughs> because there are none. Is there anything else, Andy, that you'd like to say? That was so great. Yeah, yeah that yeah, was I think a great combo. It. Thank you guys
0: so much for having me. This yeah
1: so fun thanks so much for hopping over you said how long did it take you to get to our hotel like eight minutes or something eight minutes that's crazy. amazing so cool of okay. all the seven million people that live in eight million chelsea <laughs> oh eight million sorry i forgot we're gonna okay. insert like in all the places where we said numbers will insert me saying like arkansas <laughs> or like like the oh places i have the where- list let's end with so the um california has 40 million people in it as of 2018 what what do you guys think is the second highest population state
0: i should know this texas
1: yeah that's what i was actually gonna what's say the third? massive this um this is
0: now like a game show I'm yeah. like, <laughs> like we both bu- we <laughs> hit the buzzer and save it for the other I'm person like,
1: okay <laughs> what is 21 million um no what's the third it's tw- it has 21 million is this something florida yeah what okay i'm really bad at okay geography. what's fourth it has 19 million almost 20 million we're in it. Right is it New now? York? I was yeah. going to say New York, but then I got scared. Yeah. And then it goes Pennsylvania, Illinois, Ohio. I
0: wouldn't have gotten any of
1: these. No, no, Illinois has tw- gotten 12 million, but its growth is the only one that's getting negative. So
0: Wait, are these even states? Illinois, like, you I better no watch yeah. yourself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, these what's Illinois? All...
1: Yeah, I <laughs> <heard> <laughs> that. Pennsylvania, I thought that was a city. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what is Arizona? I want to know that one. Um, it's number 14 with 7 million. Oh, okay. It's pretty big. Um, okay, what's the smallest? Just tell us that. We can't go through everyone. Wyoming. All 50.
0: Wyoming. Isn't there like 350,000 people?
1: 575. That's not even a million people. No,
0: that's just because Kanye was there and it's exploded since then.
1: Oh, really? No. Oh, I'm like, <laughs> oh, oh, he went there instead of Utah? 200,000
0: people have moved to Wyoming since Wyoming. Seriously, they're like,
1: Kanye's <laughs> he's playing he's there? like, oh, what? I'm literally <laughs> mind blown. That is so funny. Yeah, Vermont's the second. Wow, mind blown. I need to take a history class. Oh, I won a million dollars on Amazon. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure that's true. Congratulations. I'm like, oh, you want my social security number? <laughs> thank you, Andy. You're the best. Thanks for yeah, thank coming you. to our hotel room. This is a very small. We're gonna have to like just take a, a photo of what this. This hotel is massive looks for like. New
0: York. You guys are living a yeah. life. <laughs>
1: That's true. Yeah, we have <laughs> snobs are her. like, wow, this is tiny. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's perfect. Um, But yeah, thanks so much for sharing your story. Very inspiring. I feel very Me uplifted. Too. I want to go go kill my dreams right now. Kill so <laughs> them. Don't kill them. I want to go crush them <laughs> or chase them. That's what I meant. There I want to go, go murder <laughs> and destroy my dreams. <laughs> um, But if you guys want to follow along with the podcast, our Instagram is at what we said podcast. And then Andy has the lucky username of at Andy. It's very easy to find. <laughs> Wait, is it at Andy?
0: It is at Andy.
1: Okay. That's so if thought. you guys want to follow along with him and then unfold has an Instagram, right?
0: Yeah. You said? At unfold.
1: It's just the best usernames. And then at Easier. Earth. <laughs> literally just um, Earth. Just, yeah. So He to... owns Earth, you guys. <laughs> and What's he the owns population Earth? of that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one Ooh, million, apparently. I think it's like billions. Let me look. Of Earth? Isn't oh, it, of actual Earth.
0: I'm going to say 7.6. I really I, I am pulling these sounds, out of nowhere. No,
1: I think that sounds legit. And also, I hope no one thinks I actually think there's one million people on Earth. I was just, <laughs> just saying that because of your Instagram account. <laughs> Chelsea's awesome. getting like, you won a million dollars. <laughs> okay, it must be true. Um, population of Earth. Yeah, seven point five billion. Wait, what did you say?
0: I said seven six.
1: Okay, that was so. Well, close. what
0: census is this according to? Two thousand
1: seventeen. Probably it's gone up yeah. since then. So, I you're lost. right.
0: No. <laughs>
1: no, we're deleting this episode <laughs> no, now. I'm wrong. <laughs> um, wow. So yeah, follow along with him. Follow along with us if you guys want updates on the podcast. And also, if you guys want to subscribe to our podcast, then you can be notified when we. Um, post a new episode so and if you guys want to get really creative you can screenshot that you listen to this episode go to the unfold app make a collage that you listen to it and post it on your story
0: i love it let's do that let's do
1: that perfect Um, okay well thank you guys so much for listening and that's That's what what we we said. said bye guys